0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. 51551 is our text number. Hannah, good afternoon. Hello, how are you doing? Um, you're in a very good, very difficult situation, Hannah. Would you explain it to us, please, and why you contacted us? I reached out to you, Joe, because I'm at the wit's end. I have a 10-year-old son who's mm-hmm. autistic, and he has been in three different schools in the last five years. We've had a family crisis that came upon us last year when my husband took sick and had been in a hospital for six months and has a disability after. And we were promised respite of June of 2022. And we were told then he wasn't severe enough. He didn't reach, he didn't meet the criteria in Monham. He had been accepted for respite, was starting his introduction days. A new manager came in, changed it over. And there was a thing here in Monaghan, in County Monaghan, called a letter of purpose. Yeah. And basically, the situation was that Tommy wasn't severe enough or didn't meet the criteria for the letter of purpose. I've reached out to politicians. I've done everything. I've got... Everyone kept telling me, go to the media. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to go this route, but I have no other choice. And what are you looking for, Hannah? For, for, I'm looking for, for your son who we're calling Tommy, which is not his name, are you? Or Hannah's name? Tommy needs gym. respite. We need respite. Yeah. I got to a situation where he was suspended from school. My husband was in and out of hospital. Three other children in the house. We've had no help. I got to a point where, what happens if something happened to me? If I took sick or something worse, what was going to happen? We have no help. Family can't help because Tommy's, he's a handful. He needs full-time care. He's, you need, he needs constant supervision. And it's it's a struggle. He's getting older. He's getting harder. He's getting stronger. And we're at a breaking point. We're we're just exhausted. And I mean me and my children. My husband can't do too much. He's trying his best. He can't look after Tommy when we go anywhere. I feel like sometimes I'm a prisoner in my own home because I can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm exhausted. I really am. And what, what help do you get at the moment, Hannah, if any? He attends school from mm-hmm. 12.30 to 2.30. He's mm-hmm. been on reduced hours for years. And he goes to an aftercare from 3 to 6. And only for our local child development team here in Monaghan, they're the ones who fought for us because we were in a family in crisis where school was constantly calling me. I was trying to be in the hospital. I was getting phone calls when my husband's in ICU to come collect them and couldn't do it. And the child development team, only for them, they're our lifeline. They stepped in, was able to get an after-school program with like an ABA therapist. Right, okay. And that has brought on Tommy Leaps and Bounds. Right. And only for that, we have nothing. There was like a weekend Saturday respite centre and he was too hard to handle. He lost out on that. And that is what you're looking for now. It is respite. Respite, yes. He was supposed to get the respite. It was taken away. Letter purpose was changed here in County Monaghan. We don't have a respite centre in Monaghan. We have, we share a respite house in Coutel and County Cavan. And one week is with adults and one week is with children. And has he ever been then, assessed for that, Hannah? Yes. Yes, you have to get assessed. You have to meet the criteria. Yeah. But it's with this letter of purpose that was changed, uh, it means that any child with autism can get it. But there's, there's, there's loads of families who are crying out for it. One house for two counties. One week for adults, one week for children. And all I'm looking for is to get my son respite, which he needs, which we so he need. Would, he, of course, he would go in overnight. Um, are, you, are you looking for once a week, twice a week? With, at the present moment, what they have here in this house in Cavan is one night, maybe two nights. But I think he would only start out with one night once every three months. Every three months? And you don't? 
Yes. Yes. And if you had an emergency in your house, where are you going to go? And do they, Hannah, do they, do they take into account, I know you've alluded to it, your husband's situation and the situation no. you are, the family are in because no. you're, you're telling no. me you're, you're, you're telling me you're, your husband was in the hospital for seven months, including ICU. My husband was in ICU, in a coma, on the ventilator. And he was between Calvin Hospital, then up to Dublin, up to the Mater, and then to Dunleary. And never once did we get a night. And I had a son who deals with anxiety. I have three other children I have to worry about. Up and down to the hospital every day. And never one night. But how is your husband now? He got home in July or in June. He needs help walking. Mm. He we don't know how he's going to be later on. He had a thing called Gillian Barr syndrome, oh, yeah. which attacks your nervous system. Yeah. He he's come on leaps and bounds from a year ago, but he's very limited in what he can do. My husband can't look after him. And how he's fine if someone else is with him. Okay. My other children are the ones who help me. But it's not fair on them, they're children. And have you said I'm I'm sure you have and I, 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 I don't 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 I'll t- have you, sorry the line is not uh, have you said to the authorities as you look for respite for Tommy have you said to them that uh, your husband has Gillian Barr syndrome because you only have yes. to, you only have to read they up knew. they knew this and because the letter of purpose stated that my son Tommy needed uh, to meet the criteria which was a severe to moderate intellectual disability and he was just over the mild end of it he was not entitled to it. And what is... So the letter of what, purpose what is was it? changed. Yeah. The letter of purpose here in the Monaghan Calvin area was changed in May. But you... you and we still you, never got nothing. But you, you would... You would think he is, he is within the, the range of... What? My question to them in June was, is he going back to the bottom line or going to the bottom mm. of the list again? And they're like, no, no, no. We had one introduction then. In August, and there was no way of preparing them because I didn't know how to prepare. Because the children with autism, Tommy has to be prepared ahead of time, and yeah. the staff didn't. And it was a disaster. He lasted less than an hour, and he lashed out and destroyed that hour when he was in there because he destroyed property in there because he didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how to prepare. They didn't reach out to me. They didn't reach okay. out to the child development team. And Hannah, when, no- uh, Hannah, when you, you keep mentioning, rightly so, Cavan Monaghan is one area. Well, that's, that's fair enough. But the, there's not, not enough facilities. Is it different in other ca- parts of the country? From what I understand, yes. So From this, what I understand, in different areas, yes. But would, here in Monaghan, are the cri- have Insofar as you know, Hannah, God, you have enough on your shoulders. But insofar as you know, are the criteria the same in other counties? For admittance to respite. to get respite from, oh, okay. from, my, from my understanding. I, I have friends in other areas in the country and okay. their children have been getting respite for years and the criteria was not as hard as us. But here in the Mon- in County Monaghan, we do not have a standalone children's respite and we do not even have a special school in County Monaghan. Yeah. We have nothing. And you would. I'm sure, have- I'm sure you've spoken to uh, other parents and in speaking yeah. to them, would you, in terms of of uh, of behaviours, how does your Tommy compare? He's challenging. He's hard. Yeah. He is very, very hard. And a, a lot of work goes into him. Yeah. And family can't help out. My extended family can't help because they don't know how to handle him. Yeah. He's, they're not familiar with him. It's just me and my children and my husband. And how do his siblings manage? It's hard because there's places we can't go. Everything revolves around Tommy, how he could be. Mm. As much as we could prepare him for going someplace, it could all go the wrong way. Yeah. It could be anything. He deals with anxiety and going out to, to go for a meal yeah. is non-existent. And what's his... To go what? to amusement park camp, it's hard. What's the daily routine? Our daily routine is yeah. very structured. Yeah. Since he doesn't go to school till 11.30 in the day, yeah. I'm at home every morning. I can't go anywhere. 
we make it like a long morning to spread it out to keep him in routine. Any kind of change will set him off. Yeah, I understand, yeah. Until he's gone to school, and for them three hours that he goes Mm -hmm. to the after school, that's all I have. He is up at night time. It's 24-7. And it's impacted the the family. It's impacted our, our family life, my marriage. It's just we never get a break. It's not fair to my other children because they're the ones who reminded him as well. And I remind listeners, you said Tommy is only 10. And you say he has difficult, he's he's difficulty sleeping. Difficulty sleeping. He needs help with self-care for toileting, bathing, brushing teeth, everything. Yeah. You need to have eyes on him. We, he's a flight risk. He has gone missing on us. Has he? We literally, if I go for a shower... I have to have him in the room with me because it's just, yeah. it's constant and that's on my own. So, yeah, it's, it's hard yeah. and you can't plan anything. It's not fair in the other kids. And even if, you know, some, they're teenagers to, to even take them out into the community mm-hmm. to go to a football game. It's hard. I, I have other children that play sports and go to watch. I have to leave in the middle of it and I can't even watch it. And does does he share a bedroom with his siblings? No. With my husband's disability, we had to change everything around. He was on his room on his own and, yeah. And if he's a flight risk and he doesn't sleep, does that mean he could get out of the house at night time? No. Absolutely exhausted. If you see me, you see two black eyes most of the time. This is where I reached out. I, I got to a breaking point, Joe. Yeah, sounds My like son needs respite. My family needs respite. And most importantly, here in County Monaghan, we need a standalone respite centre. We have nothing. We're sharing it with another county. Mm. And there's there's more children behind my son who are coming along, who are being diagnosed. We need the help. And have you ever been told that Tommy's top of the list for for respite? Have you ever been told where he might be on the list? We have to have introduction days because he has challenging behaviours. And I've had meetings and it was, oh, you're going to have it, you're going to have it. And Mm -hmm. it starts, the introduction days, and then it stops. And then there's always someone else. And then it's, well, you know, there's other children. And it's got to a point where it used to be said to me, especially in school, you know, there's other children and other children. Yeah, and you do take yeah, it into account yeah, for how he, Tommy can be. I've gotten to a point, what about my son? I don't care about anyone else anymore. What about my son? And I hate to be like that. Well, it's not just your son that you're but saying, Hannah. It's, it's, it's your family. Your, your husband, obviously... Uh, listen to your voice. Your husband is 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 young as well. Um, he yeah. he got which no one I don't think anyone knows where it comes from, but it does. He got Gillian Barr syndrome. Yeah, which is life changing. Yeah, I have a man who was working all the time and farming and football and active and to being paralysed. It was life altering. It was just for his for his own mental well being and our own yeah. for for my other children. To deal with this, and is it possible? School has been a, a constant disaster because Kier needs to be in a special school, but he doesn't. Again, he doesn't meet the criteria. He's not severe to moderate with an intellectual disability, but yet he has complex and challenging behaviours. And he's only ten. And he can't even get into it. And he's only ten. And now, uh, and we have one special school in Coothill and Cavan that caters. To both counties Calvin and Monaghan, we don't have nothing here in Monaghan. Hmm. Well, even if I know that the counties were tribal uh, areas thousand years ago, or whatever. But even 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 if it's it's in one sense it's irrelevant once it's near you, which could be clo- a place could be closer to to you in Monaghan. Monaghan is now going yeah, to the other end of County Monaghan. He's on the loud border. Yeah. I live up near. The Armagh Trone border. I'm in North County Monaghan. My son is going to the other end of the county, a 45-minute journey, to get to his third school. 
that's the, the, the length that I'm going to make sure that he can get to a school. And thank God it's a great school, but he's still on reduced hours because of his behaviours. He needs a special school. What happens when he gets older to go, we don't even have a secondary school here. Yeah. I have fears. I have fears. There's nights so I don't sleep. Especially last year when my husband was on a ventilator. What happened? If something happens to me, what's going to happen to Tommy? Yeah. What's going to happen yeah. to my other children? And it's what, a constant fear. And insofar as you know, what is the prognosis for your husband with Gillian Barr syndrome? He he's he needs help with, uh, for getting around. He, he has oh. braces on, and he can he can walk around that way. They they don't know. It's because there's nerve damage. His nerves were completely damaged. And how they don't know. Yeah. But and thank how, God he's good from that, this time last year where he couldn't do okay. anything for himself. He's he, you know we thank our lucky stars, and he's okay determined to get better. But he's limited. And how, how is he in himself? Hannah, when he, he does, I know you, you you're you're a breaking point. How does he manage? He it's hard twenty four seven. It's hard, and it's not easy. And he's a flight risk, and he could topple over my husband could because he? he's very, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's hard to get around. Yeah. He he has either a walker or his crutches, and. He can't mind Kieran or Tommy. Right. He can't. And is there is, is is there a campaign group in Monaghan, Cavan, that whole area for more facilities? And, and not, by, by the way, they shouldn't have to. You've enough. I don't know. Even if there was a campaign group, Anna, I don't know how you get the time, the energy, the willpower. After all, you're doing twenty four seven, three six five. To actually, but anyway, you I, know, my son is. My son is verbal but non verbal but non verbal. He can't have a conversation. He can't tell me how my day is or how his day is. He can't tell you he can't have a conversation. So he's very limited in what he can say. Like he can say if he's hungry or things like that. And he has echolated with you something constantly repeat. Okay. But I'm his voice. Yeah. My family are his voice. Okay. And we have to fight to get services for him. I'm not the only family going through this. We're all fighting. But we need something here in this county. We have nothing. The local child development team are fantastic. There is staff members in the HSC which are fantastic yeah. and will do anything for they, they have. Uh -huh. They've uh -huh. done everything for their families that they help. But their hands are tied. It comes from upper management. It comes from upper management and you're dealing with a bureaucracy that is hard. It feels like the system is constantly failing. They were given Tommy respite, they took it away. My Tommy was supposed to get into a special school, they took it away. It constantly feels like it's just home. But I know it's not. And there's days you just cry. And it's hard. Uh, I have two, another two-page statement from the HSE basically saying... Nothing. Is there a standalone respite centre in Monaghan? No. Well, we know that. Uh, uh, is there only one respite service? Indeed, there a question in Cavan that covers both. Uh, Annalee, you've told us all this. I don't know what they're, they're not telling us anything new. No. Annalee respite service one. offer alternate weeks for children. One week children, only adults. Due to demand, additional bed nights are always required uh, above the current, current funding allocation. They they mentioned this place, Steadfast House. Where's that? That's in Calvin for adults. Oh, and is that Anna Lee or separate? No, Anna Lee okay. is a five-bedroom house. And when this five-bedroom house had an oil leak over COVID, it was shut for nearly a year. Yeah. So you can imagine how other families were. Tommy wasn't even entitled to it at that time. Well, they say it's a priority and they're hoping to... And, uh, Joe, I have the same letters. I have the exact same letters. There's nothing substantial in behind this. They have plans. It has been submitted from March last year. The politicians know this. Ministers know this. But it comes down to the HSE and the upper management in it. Not the people in the local in the local areas. Yeah. It's the higher ups. And okay. they all 
point fingers of someone else and they lie straight to your face. Well, they, they say this is the reality. We, it's a priority. But anyway, um, I, I, let, let's hope they're listening because you, you've made a powerful uh, contribution, Hannah. And um, you know, What I really want to say to you, and thank you, but there's more children behind yeah. my son that yeah. are coming up and they all will need help. Yeah. And we all, we're getting let down. The system is broken and we're getting left down, left, right and centre. And all they're getting, all we're getting is people pointing the fingers. And as you just have in your hand right now, then generic letters, they mm. don't mean nothing. Because they're not helping our children. They're not helping families. They didn't help me. Yeah. Okay, all I Hannah, want is what my son is entitled to. Yeah. And I was, obviously, I would say best wishes to you and your family, especially with the burdens and the challenges you're going through, your husband, uh, your son, but best wishes and words aren't enough at this stage. And that's your point. That is your total point. Hannah, thank you. Hang on, thank, thank you uh, so much. Joe at RT.ie. Thank you. 51551 text. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Continuing the conversation um, about what happens, your pet, and we were talking about dogs, uh, when they pass, you heard the story yesterday with Colm about the the woman whose dog had to be put down, but she discovered it was it would cost her an inordinate amount. Now, Margaret Waters has contacted us. Margaret, good afternoon. Hiya, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. Good, thanks, Margaret. Yeah. Tell us the scenario with your dog and what happened. Well, this actually is um, back some time ago. It would have been 2014, 2015. I had a, a dog who was... Well, mainly a retriever. There was some other breed in him as well. But um, anyway, he became sick Mm -hmm. as he got much older. And uh, eventually I had to have him put to sleep. And uh, actually not a him or Kim was the dog's name. Yeah. But um, anyway, the the vet gave me a couple of options because I asked him what what Mm -hmm. happens now? Because I've never actually had a pet put to sleep yeah, and he said to me that um, that he would actually do the the, the 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 deed as such himself and then after that I had a few choices one was to have him cremated yeah. uh, the other was to have him cremated and get the dog's ashes back right. in a little okay. you know little container chest, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and uh the other option was that if I had a plot, I mean, they, he didn't really know where I lived or did I have any land or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, said you can get permission, but you need to have permission to dig a hole and put your pest there. Okay. And he said the other option is you could donate the dog to the, yeah. the um, veterinary college. And as soon as I heard that, I said, yeah, let's do it that way. Because basically what I wanted was, I wanted to help other people, yeah. you know. And, and, what's, and Margaret, get, what's, what's the process? Like the, uh, day, well, did, the process is... Do you drop that, your, um, your your dog to UCD or they come no, to the you? No, the vet organises... Oh, the vet does it, great. Yeah, oh, okay. the vet organises someone to come from okay. the veterinary college to pick up the dog. That's and did you? I don't happened. know what it is, but I was looking at websites uh, this morning. Did, did, you, did you ever see the process... Of a dog being oh, cremated. I never seen the process of the, a dog being cremated, but I was there right up until the end and afterwards with my dog when he was put to sleep. I stayed. Mm. I stayed there the whole time until until I was told by the vet that look, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. At this stage, you know. Okay. And um, no, I saw one. Course, vi- I saw one video yeah. this morning of a dog. A beautiful dog, little white dog yeah, laid yeah. out in a slab, and um, right, he was basically being put into an oven. No, no, right. I, I, I know yeah. people offer, but anyway, and, that's, and was that's he the not worst. in any? Yeah. Uh, was he not covered in any way? Or no, not the, not the really, really, but that's, really. that's, Say with us, Margaret. Joe at RT.ie five one double five one ten. Margaret, by the way, would you have a wake for Kim? 
Well, no. Actually, no. I mean, really, it's, it's not right to laugh about. I'm not okay. laughing at that. I'm laughing at the situation. But um, I have a photograph. Um, it's a, oh, no, a canvas. I have a canvas ah, that, uh, in right. the, the, the kitchen, and I have his collar and his disc well, do you still know, hanging do you, on the well, radiator. Well, did, uh, you, did you know you could have your dog, mm-hmm. Kim, laid out in the house? Where people are grieving, no, which they not. do grieve for their pets. This is listen to Sean Lennon. Sean, good afternoon. Cheney. Well, hey, Joe. Right. How you're, are you? You're a pet undertaker. What services do you offer, Sean? Yeah, so Joe, I'm from uh, mycompanion.ie. Okay. Um, so I suppose we are a pet undertaker service and offer pet cremation. Um, so the service we we provide, um, we do a door to door service. So we mm. will call out to, um, you know, ninety percent of the time it's it's out to the family home. Okay. Um, you know, and sometimes it might be to the vet clinic. Um, so it depends if 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 the pet is passed at home, or yeah. maybe it's passed. Maybe it's been put to sleep at a vet clinic. The family may choose to bring them home, um, mm-hmm. or a vet may, if they're if if a vet has capacity to call out to the to the home, it may be put to sleep at home. But what we offer is because again, you know. This is all based on, you know, our relationship with our pets have changed completely over the last 10 to 15 years okay. specifically, you know. Um, you know, it's 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 a term called pet humanization. So no longer is it a case of, of the dog just out the back garden being given uh-huh. the scraps or, or, or the cat left to, to wander for days on end. You know, they're very much part of the household, part of, of the family, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you know, if it's if it's cats and dogs, which is which is primarily the main pets that, that we yeah, have in yeah. Ireland. Um, you know, I mean, you, you could have a, a dog living up to, you know, 15, 16, 17 years. Mm-hmm. We, we had a family so uh, what does week a, what where what does, Sean, sorry, Just what, what, what does a pet wake consist of? So what we do is, we, as I said, a, a door-to-door service. So we'll come out to the, to the house. Mm-hmm. We obviously speak to the, the, the family initially. Mm-hmm. We come in and, and give our condolences. Um, what we'll do then is we'll have the pet. We have willow caskets. So we will we will um, lay the, the pet out in the willow casket and have them comfortable and, and flowers there as well. And then, again, it's up to the family. We always say, look, there's no right or wrong way of doing this. This mm-hmm. is about the family wanting to mark their beloved companion's passing, you know. Um, so we give the opportunity then for them to have some private time. We'll, we'll leave the house, step outside and give them that time to say their final goodbyes, you know. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, People might want to put in, you know, a favorite toy yeah, or some, yeah. you know, trinkets or whatever it is, you know. And how and long? Then, how long would the, the the pet be laid out in the house? Now, it, again, as I said, it's you know, some some families, you know, it, it or, or individuals, it might be just you know to have a couple of minutes and and that's it. And um, I'd say probably. On average, you're probably looking up to maybe about half an hour, probably. Oh, yeah. No, you know, so it's, it's that, probably the average. Well, do neighbours come in and do friends come in or do they... We've, we've, we've had times where we've had, I'd say, 30 plus people who are extended mm-hmm. family. Um, you know, grandparents have come over, neighbours have come yeah, over. Of course, yeah. um, I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, and again, you know, it's, it's down to the individual and that's that bond and that relationship oh. that they've had with, with the pet. And, and when you say, when you, when you say, <laughs> when you say the, the dog is laid out, is yes. it, is the dog visible in the, in the little wicker basket? It is. Or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. So we'd, we'd have, you know, and what, we'd I, have I, that's, I'm, head, do you lay a dog on it? I don't know. How, how would you, <sighs> do you lay a dog on its side or its back or? Yeah, yeah. So usually, usually on 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 its side, you know, and yeah. its head would be on a on a cushion, and it would have have a blanket over it, and you know, as I said, there'd be flares there as well, um, you know, and then you know, sometimes the family might choose to, you know, light a candle, or they might have okay. a photo of of the pets, you know, in in yeah, healthier yeah. times. Um, and what, know, type, so, and again, what type of pets <clears throat> have been given wakes in in your experience? Um, now again, I suppose the vast majority it's dogs and cats. And what know, type but, of dogs? <clears throat> what type of dogs? 
everything from you know as big as as uh, we've we've looked after Great Danes, St Bernards, and Wolfhounds, Irish Wolfhounds, right down to the smallest, tiniest little Chihuahuas. Um, so every every breed you can you can imagine, uh, Joe, um, and well, also many, same with, many, with cats. Okay, so so it's laid down this wicker basket, and the people gather around, or the neighbours come in, yeah. or whatever. And like for example, to carry a, for a St Bernard or a Great Dane, that yes. would be two or three people to carry the remains, would it? It, it it can be yes yeah okay. yeah um you know so obviously you know we if 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 it's a case we'd always give the option if the family wanted to be involved in carrying the casket out to the vehicle you know so oh. um uh you know and and a lot of the time that's that would be a preference to be able to to carry it out um and you know we would we would once it's in the vehicle we we slowly move away from from the home um but you know we we can carry the the casket out if if the preference was with yeah. that um yeah and we can we, you know we'd obviously bring you know the a number of us if there's a, a bigger animal you know so look we've 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 actually looked after and everything you, from yeah, you know yeah, would, hamsters yeah, the, us, yeah yeah hamsters guinea pigs uh bearded dragons to birds to lambs to pe- pet sheep um you know so Whatever, again, I suppose, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's down to the individual and that bond and relationship that they've had with their animals. And, and I presume... You know, it's just I, marking yeah, a, a goodbye, you know, yeah. a dignified, well, respectful Sean, I goodbye. Pres- I presume you've witnessed distress by owners. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you know, obviously everyone would have become to, you know, mm-hmm. their, their, their pet owners and pet guardians who have a lot of love for their pet and who are course, yeah, devastated yeah. by the loss, you know, so they're absolutely heartbroken, you know, and, and they are, and, you know, that's why, mm-hmm. you know, our, our team would be pet bereavement counsellors qualified, you know, and, um, but I mean, it really comes down to your, your people skills as well. You know, it's just about empathy and you see, you know, we're coming from it because we're pet owners and my companion mm-hmm. came from the point that, you know, we were in that position, you know, we've, we've said goodbye to, to pets and, Again, I suppose, you know, the, the as I said, the pet ownership and the pet industry has grown so much over the last while. I mean, you you just have to look at the the, the huge, um, big uh, warehouse size pet stores that are are, are yeah, scattered across the country. Yeah. The amount of pet groomers there are, pet products, all that kind of thing. And Sean, how did you get end of life option? How did you get involved in the business? It was it was from it was from my own experience. Um, I've always had pets my my whole life, all a variety. But um, mm-hmm. dogs are, are I suppose my my uh, my my favourite. And I lost a, a good lab um, a number of years ago. And you know when it came to us, you know, and you know myself, and my family, and my wife and three daughters, you know, we wanted to mark saying goodbye to Rosie, okay. our, our lab. Um, and and, and my brother-in-law, about. my brother-in-law is, is a vet, you know. And of course, like everybody, the, the first stop that people are doing is is calling their vets, you know. Um, yeah, you know, and 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 historically, that was the only option, you know. Whereas I suppose we're on a on a, a mission now to educate pet owners to let them know that there are other options there that 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 are a little bit more holistic, a little bit more individual, a little bit more dignified to be able to mark the passing of of their of their pets. So it was from that experience that we went through to say, you know what, you know, there mm. there can be a different option. And, and I suppose what we wanted for, for our lab that time is what we provide with, okay. with my so companion what, now. So what happens know? to dog, the, the remains of the animal that you carry out of the so, house in a wicker basket? Yeah, so we, we bring them to the crematorium and we will then, we only do individual cremations you know so there's there's no group or communal cremations at all it's only individual we certify that as well um you know and then we uh so so you are getting your dogs at your dogs at just 100 100 there's we do not we don't facilitate group or communal uh, cremations only individual and then we will ensure that that we will hand deliver then um, the remains back and we have a wide choice of, of urns and keepsakes and scatter tubes to choose from we'll hand deliver that back then within three to five days but all know, your, are, are, are all your dogs uh, cremated yes yeah. are, and by yeah, the way just yeah. just it's a question coming in for the listener do, do people ask for music at the wake the dog wake 
they 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 do yeah yeah and and usually you know i mean we have we have you know respectful uh blackened vehicles that we we collect okay, in and, okay. Um, okay, so and so usually to be music be would be would be softly kind of and subtly you know just gently okay. playing in the background Eamon, you know? Eamon cody is there what what do you 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 have at your own uh, pet funeral parlor yeah, I actually have a, a pet crematorium as well, and, and I'd just like to echo everything your your, your last speaker has said. I agree one hundred percent with it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the 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 way people have become connected to their animals and their and, and their pets, their mm-hmm. their ha, has changed so much. You know, and we have to we have to take take account of that when we're when we do get to the end of of, of life for pets. And I see because I'm looking at your website this morning. You also hmm. provide the pet owner, if requested, with a video of the animal going into the crematorium chamber, which is about the size of an oven. And that gets up well, to I, a, I, I, do, do, do people look, I do that do, for a reason, John. Okay, I, I tell do us, that for tell a reason. Us, and, us, and yeah. the, the, the reason being that I'm, I'm, I'm three and a half years at this now, and the one question that I'm asked every single time I meet a, uh, I meet a, a, a client hmm. coming in is, will I get all my own dog back? Oh, and I, okay. I decided there is, there is only one way to oh. actually show that, and that's to to, to do a short little video uh, of the of 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 the pet being being placed into the into the cremation chamber, and I make it available to, okay, to the so person. When, so when if I was, they want to, they can look at it. So, so when I was looking at it this morning, yeah. it was a it was a small white fluffy dog reminding me of yeah. my own our, our own dog Pixie. Um, yeah. who, who we had cremated. But when I saw that this morning, I said, I'm sorry you had Pixie cremated. But you're saying you're, 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 you're doing it to prove to the purchaser that that is their dog that went in and came out, the ashes came out. Now, do you, the other thing, I think it was Margaret who said it. Come in, Margaret, if you want. Margaret said um, it was the dog wrapped. The dog isn't wrapped, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Well, I can, I can, exp- I can, I can actually explain that. Okay. Yet, Joe, and it's, 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 it's a, it's a legal problem we have with the, with, with the, with the, with the, with the cremation industry in this country. Okay. Uh, especially as, especially as it applies to, to uh, pet animals, we just are not allowed to cremate or incinerate anything that is not uh, animal. Oh. So you couldn't That's wrap the them problem. in. You couldn't wrap them in muslin or. What I what 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 I my understanding of it is that okay. if 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 an animal is 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 brought into me in a natural fiber blanket a, a wool blanket okay. I can I can cremate that if it's if it's a, a man made fiber I'm not allowed to actually cremate that 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 material. Okay, okay. Stay with us, Eamon, Sean, Margaret, and Marion with us after the break. Joe at rt.ie. 51551 is the text number. And remember um, the uh, WhatsApp voice message number is 087 4848 888. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Mary, we're talking about dog cremation. We're now talking about dog wakes, which you can have a wake for your dog, your dog laid out, or your pet, or your DJ hamster. And it's happened because Sean Lennon has done it. Your, your pet laid out in your house, and your neighbours uh, and friends and family can come in and say their last goodbyes. Marion Basto. Marion, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Um, what's you? Um, you have six. <laughs> you have six or eight dogs. Six or eight dogs. I had cremated over the years, yeah, no. and two of them I still have the ashes here. Uh, I don't know what to do with them yet. They might go in with my ashes. I don't know yet. Yeah. I might put them in the garden. But um, I've had. Uh, well, back in the mid eighties, I had a great thing cremated down in Hanover Key, and I got her ashes back. But I certainly never got the amount of um, ashes that she would have weighed, you know, but okay. I, 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 you got a, I you took got, some you got, you got a sample. I got, got something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Something. But um, sometimes I bury them. Sometimes I shake them on the family grave, which is up in St. Fintons. Okay. And uh, I've had I've had a good few cremated. I've, I've had a, one or two cats cremated as well. But um, I think it's very clean. Mm. It's not cheap if you want the individual ashes back, but I, I um, account for that in my veterinary bills and just okay. do it and have have the ashes back, you know. And what about um, what about what Margaret think, what about what Margaret Waters did? She had her dog. She donated Kim to science to UCD. 
no, I wouldn't like to do that. Why, I wouldn't why? go along with... The, no, I just wouldn't. No, I just wouldn't. I, did, I, I mean, if they were caught up in life for any reason, I wouldn't want them caught up in death again, you know? But okay. I, I, and I wouldn't go with the dog wakes or any of that kind of stuff. Why wouldn't you go I, with... I would ra- why wouldn't you no, go? No, I wouldn't. With... I think that's just. I think that's just going a bit overboard. To be honest, now I wouldn't do it. It's like mm-hmm. I have a thing about people dressing their dogs up. That's another pet hate. Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun um, of mine. I wouldn't. Well, do people not dress up their dogs? Do, 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 do people not dress up their dogs for warmth? Ah, no, Joe, no. I mean, you could have a little coat on. I have coats here for the two little things that I have with short hair. But, I mean, I'm I'm talking about people dressing their dogs in a frilly dress and a thing like a tutu. Like, I'm falling over these people's pet shop and I go up and I think, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Preserve me from that. You know, they're making dolls or toys or teddies or whatever out of them, and I, I don't agree with that. I agree with it for comfort, but not anything else. Mm-hmm. And my, I consider my dogs... Well-minded, well-cared for. Uh, and uh, obviously they are, Marion. Uh, Margaret, you heard Marion saying she would not go for a dog wait, that Sean, yeah, would yeah. you? Would you? But, yeah. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't go for any no. of those things at all, to be honest with you. Um, I, as soon as I got mm-hmm. the options from my vest, I immediately said, yeah, let's do the science thing, because... Okay. And why well, would you? Well, no, I, really I, I understand like, that, but why? Why would you? Because people rightly say, um, and mm. I, I and I know, and I'm I'm very I'm very very conscious of anyone that's burying a member of their family uh, this week, and and please bear yeah, please bear absolutely. with us. No disrespect is, is a, 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 no dilution or disrespect no. is intended to your grief. Um, no, but but no. Um, Margaret. Sorry, the point I was making was some people who absolutely mm-hmm. love and their 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 pets have been their their lifesavers. For sure, yeah, their yeah, lifesavers. Sure. And this yes, this came absolutely. up most most profoundly for me that I don't know about it when uh, all those in the UK COVID um, as happened here, but then all these memos were leaked when Matt Hancock went mad or something in the jungle, mm-hmm. and he um. One one of the things that he was considering when he was uh, British Secretary for Health, and the cabinet, the British cabinet were considering, was a call of every domestic cat, every domestic feline in the UK because they believed they were spreading COVID. That was no, it didn't happen. Oh, right. But right. I remember. Yeah. But I remember yeah, I the. Remember I, re- that, yeah. I remember Margaret marrying the day and Sean and him. The day that we said it, the number of people who rang in and said, if. I was forced, because of COVID, to hand no. over my cat to be called. I would barricade mm. myself in the house and die and die <laughs> with my cat. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm saying people. Yeah, that's, so, that's how much people love their pets. So, de- so then, yet, so then, Margaret, her. this comes back to my point. It's only then yeah. that's how much people love their pets. It's only sequential yeah. that that Sean Sean's pet wakes are so popular, are becoming more popular. Isn't it? Yeah, well, that's okay. I don't mind that if that's yeah. what you want. But yeah, I, everyone I to their own at the end of the day. Okay. You know? Sean, Sean, you mentioned yeah. earlier, say what is Margaret Mary. So, uh, Sean, yeah, yeah, Sean, you mentioned yeah. earlier that, you, that you've laid out a sheep. God. Yeah, well, well. When I say lay it a sheep, we were, we were. It was, it was actually, yeah, uh, yeah, a pet, a pet sheep. Um, now, it, yeah. certainly, if when it's cats and dogs, the you know laying out and and you know having those moments, um, you know, usually mm-hmm. happen, you know, in the in the living room there or whatever mm-hmm. room they they choose. And um, the sheep was was outside in 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 uh, the barn, you know. And um, but Joe, I I would make the point, you know, mm-hmm. and. As I always say to everyone who's in contact with us, you know, there's no right or wrong way of, of okay. dealing with yeah. the grief yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. honouring your, yeah. your, your pet. You know, it is very much down yeah. to the individual. Okay. It's like everything in life where we all have preferences around yeah, certain things. I understand that. The service that we would provide, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a dual function insofar as that. One, it's honouring and, and, and offering a dignified, respectful goodbye yeah. to your okay. pet, but it's also helping, you know, in that closure and that, and that passing 
something as well for yeah. for the pet owners okay. as well. You know, so yeah. Uh, okay. But Sean, let me ask a sp- specific just... question, Sean. When yeah. when you've ha- when you've been administrating these pet wakes and the pet is yeah. laid out in the living room or whatever, and neighbour yeah. has anyone ever come in unexpectedly and said, "Oh my God, that's absolutely ridiculous." No, they no. haven't. Is the honest answer? Okay. They well, haven't. That's, that's and and right. and Joe, just to you know, to paint the right accurate picture as well. You know, I mean, it is very much you know akin to awake as we would know it when we're saying goodbye to you know mm-hmm. uh, human relatives. You know, um, but it, it's not necessarily a big theatrical thing as well. It can be just sometimes no, it's, it's just it's just it's just a poignant five minutes. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, having a moment saying goodbye to, to that pet, you know, or it might be yeah. half an hour. And as I say, there has been many, many uh, family members or neighbours who would come in just to say say goodbye or support um, the, pa- the person or the family who's, who's, the who's, yeah. who's grieving. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know, can so I just say something not... else there? Now, I'm just <laughs> interested. Uh, the lady yesterday was commenting. In fact, her main phone call was about the cost yeah, yeah. of uh, having the, the animal put to sleep and so okay. on and so forth. Uh, yeah. Can we just find out how much this is going to okay. cost? Okay, Sean, the, Sean yeah. do, you, do your price yeah. list yeah. As, quick, as quickly as possible. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we we we're, we're completely transparent. So we go by by weight as well, and it's on our website, yep. mycompanion.ie as well. Okay. So if you're looking for a you know from a, a small dog that's under 10 kg, you know for the collection, the private private um, individual cremation and the hand delivered return then as well in a scatter tube, that would be 275 euros. Okay. And, okay. and it goes all... up from there based uh, on on weight. Well, again, come back. You know, well, come so, back down yeah. the other way. You, you mentioned the hamster yes what should that cost me so the the under the we call them the 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 small miniature pets so anything Mm. under two three kg would be 200 euros so that's Mm. where you're kind of starting at you know and then Um, and again and again yeah does does anyone Eamon cody come in here does anyone get anyone get their dog stuffed taxidermy oh well, I tell you, Joe, if they do, it has absolutely nothing to do with my end of the business anyway. That's one thing for sure. But I've, yeah. been, I've, been, I, I, I've been sitting here, I've been sitting here listening now more than, more than, than anything else. Uh, if I, if I might just answer one or two points. The question yeah. about uh, taxid, uh, about uh, sending animals up to the veterinary hospital. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to realise the exact number of animals that are cremated in this country every okay, week. Okay, tell me, tell it, me. It, it, yeah. it, it, we'd, be, we'd be upping the thousands. We'd be upping wow. the thousands. thousands. And there is wow. no way... I, I, I don't think the veterinary hospital would be able to handle all that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But, I mean, in relation to the grief that people are experiencing, I spent a lot of time in a previous life dealing with all kinds of tragedies. And I'll have to say, yeah. the grief that comes through my door... Uh, since I opened the pet crematorium, is every mm-hmm. bit as every bit as severe okay. and every bit as sharp to the people okay. who are coming in. And I see some people coming in, couples, and the wife could be looking at the husband saying, "What is after happening to this man that I mar- that, that I married to? He's mm-hmm. after turning into a complete fool over the dog." She doesn't get it, and he does. And the thing about the thing about the the, the, the pet grief is that you can't teach it to somebody. And if you were, the, you know, and if you if you were the best teacher in the world, they couldn't learn it. You either have the they dog have empathy or the animal empathy, or you don't have it. Yes. You know, yeah. and yeah. if you don't, if you don't John, have it, there, uh, you, you, yeah, you need... never get it. But sorry, just just sort of just just. I mean, I operate. The whole southern, uh, the, the whole southeastern corner of the country. I cover Wexford, Waterford, Kilkenny, Carlow, down into Cork City, um, and I mean, it's, this, this, this is this is the way that that people, especially people with no gardens or people that are okay. moving house or whatever, they don't want to bury an animal in the garden. For, you know, you have to get permission to do this from hygiene point of view as well the, as the problem, maybe the rodents going around. The, you know, the big, the, the no, big. I, 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 according to according to the, to a dog warden I was speaking to lately, the big problem with burying an animal is especially an animal that has been put to sleep. Uh, the chemicals used stay in the ground for many many years and do damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the right. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Stay, 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 and then there's all water table thing. Stay back after this break. 
Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. When I was mentioning, when I was mentioning taxidermy, I was thinking of Fred the dog in Parnell Square in the moving crib. And uh, Fred is stuffed and Fred's claim to fame was in the late 1950s he jumped into the Liffey and he saved... Uh, three people on three different occasions, but that's the only stuffed dog. Now there's the dead zoo up in them, um, up in Merrion Square. I presume they have they have dogs in there. By the way, do you know for every Irish person, there's about three animals. There's fourteen and a half million in total. That's made up of seven and a half million cattle, four point one million sheep, two million pigs, half a million dogs, and half a million cats. 14.5, we must be the most animal-friendly country in the world now. Open a deluge for people saying, but we kill the cattle and we kill the pigs and we kill the sheep. Gary Boyle, Gary, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good. Who was this Professor Daniel Volpe? Yes, he's a professor, he's a neuroscientist, and he's in Venice in Italy. Okay. And he has a passion, he has a passion for Irish music and all things Ireland. Okay. And he's been coming, he's been coming to Ireland for, for years now, Um doing his favourite thing, which is playing Irish music right. um, a couple of times a couple of times a year. Yeah. Um, and a couple of years ago, a number of years ago, he had a bit of a discovery. He, he kind mm-hmm. of, being a, being a neuroscientist and professor and all that kind of stuff, he noticed when he was playing in Fecal in County Clare okay. one particular day, he noticed a guy who had, um, clearly to him, had Parkinson's disease, but he watched him leave his chair at the bar walk okay. over to the dance floor and then dance a perfect set um, to the music that he was playing. And, and Daniel Volpe was amazed by this. Okay. And he, he asked people, what's the story with, with this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's clearly got Parkinson's and they all said, yeah, it's very sad. He has Parkinson's disease. But then Daniel Volpe said, but I've just seen him dancing. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy's a brilliant dancer. So he couldn't kind of fathom mm-hmm. this, why this was, was true. He went back to Italy. He got a number of his patients together right. and over a course of about six months he kind of tried uh, a number of people doing certain physiotherapy exercises and then and another bunch of people doing the steps to Irish set dancing and wow. lo and behold the people doing both you know types of exercise whether it was dancing uh, to the music or the physio, they, they all improved in terms of their gait and their balance wow. and their walk but the Irish set dancing people improved more and this okay. was something he was staggered by. And it's, it's apparently, Joe, it's down to the, uh, the beat in Irish music is very strong. And it's, it's kind of like a, an audio cue that sends people who have difficulties with movement and, and kind of walking. It sends them in kind of makes them move forward, mm-hmm. stop, turn left, turn right. I mean, many of us can't. Um, we freeze and we, we, get, we get stuck. But Irish, that's, uh, Irish music seems to kind of be the thing that kind of, you know, make you mm-hmm. move again. And, and that's what he's... So we've been doing... I mean, I've been part of a set dancing group now for a number of years, led by uh, uh, the eminent the eminent Pat, Pat O'Dee from, from Limerick. Yeah. And he's a Shannos champion, and he's been teaching set dancing for a long time, but now he's doing it with a real passion because okay. he can see the impact it's having on people living with Parkinson's, like myself. And Gary, and, when... Uh, it's fantastic. When, when were you diagnosed and how... How what was it, explain the onset? Of yeah, me, so I, to speak. I, I was diagnosed in two thousand nine um, at mm-hmm. half nine on Thursday, the second of September. But that's wow. uh, too much detail. But anyway, it was I was absolutely blown away, devastated by it. I mean, I was only forty four at the time. Joe, and what so prompted? Exactly, the, the, did, were you worried, or was it completely su- a surprise? Or I, I was kind of worried about um, my. You know, when I'd be walking, mm-hmm. I, I tended to, my, my arms didn't swing okay. at all. It, you know, they, they stopped moving and I was kind of aware of this. And then the other things were, I was getting very, um, you know, pains in my limbs from, from moving in particular ways because I kind of discovered that I was shuffling a bit. Mm-hmm. I was bent over a little bit and I didn't want to be that way for my kids. I mean, okay. you know, that was in my early 40s. The kids were, there, you know, and 10 you were, and, and 14 and, and that was... That was too much, you know. So you, um, you were very, very young, very young. Well, believe it or not, Joe, I'm not the youngest by any manner. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. people in their in their teens and in their twenties getting Parkinson's disease, and that's increasing 
at a, a, a frightening rate, really. I mean, it's, it's something we need to be ready for mm. because uh, and as professor, it's, it's going to affect more people. And Gary, has Professor Falpe, has he, has he written this up in medical journals? Yes, yes he has. Oh, has he? Wow. The, wow. The B&J. Yeah, it's, it's actually one of the, the few, if, if the only one, that's that's kind of established as a as a you know recognised therapy mm-hmm. for people living with this disease. And uh, but the, the great thing about it, though, is because when you get together with with people, a number of things are happening. Socially, you're interacting. Your brain is kind of you know forced into kind of listening to conversations and to respond to that. You're doing activity. Exercise, exercise okay. is as good as medication. Yeah, and we all know dan- dancing is brilliant for the, the adrenaline. It's, and, it's fantastic. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the it really is. And, and yeah, well, uh, Pat O'Dea is there, Gary. He's beside, he's beside you, so to speak, on the screen. Good man, um, Pat. Pat Hello, good man, Pat. Pat, good afternoon. How are you doing? How are you, Gary? And uh, is, has this now developed into a... Uh, uh, what a stupid word to use. Is this... Uh, this developed into a movement as such, Pat. It has, uh, George, to certain, um, uh, certain degree. Um, okay, I need to move that phone line. We'll do, we'll do that during the break. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe at RT.E 51551 text. Now, uh, we're talking about um, uh, Parkinson's and this discovery, a revelation that set Irish set dancing uh, in particular. This is uh, by a uh, neurology professor based in Italy, Daniel Volpe. Now, Pat O'Dea, let's hope the line is better. You, you yeah, have, there are a number of groups, are there, Pat? Yes, sure. Um, in 2013, when I went down to Daniel Volpe and I saw the benefits of this, I knew there was a benefit because I had some people in classes before okay. Daniel, Daniel Volpe's research. And people used to say to me, they live with Parkins, that they always felt a little better for two days after dancing. Okay. And it, it would wear off then. So when I heard Daniel Volpe saying that um, this was a piece that oh. he was researching, I felt, yes, there's something here, definitely something here. So I followed on that myself and okay. moved for Parkinson's in Dublin, a lady by the name of Mags Malarney, who had the fantastic insight mm. to see that people with Parkinson's need to get off their chairs and move. Okay. And she asked me to know would I come to Dublin and set up a group. Um, to, to, to the great help of mm-hmm. the Red Cow Inn in Dublin, they gave us a premises for six months to work. Brilliant. And we set up our first group. We have three groups in Dublin now that are full jaw. Wow. We have two groups in Limerick, which are led by Midwest Parkinson's under the umbrella of Una Ryan Anderson, which are mm-hmm. a fantastic group down there. And we have a, and they also the third group in County Clare, Milltown Malby, the home of Willie Clancy. And would you so, explain, you know, Pat, just for, just for people who don't, what is the difference between set dancing? Ex- 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 excuse the stupidity in which this is um, yeah. uh, uh, covered at the moment, but I'm just trying to give a picture to people who don't know. What is the difference, say, between set dancing and waltzing? Waltzing is where a couple just wants to a rhythm of music, yeah. a, a monogal rhythm where you know, it's much the same rhythm. Every two bars or four bars are similar. Set dancing is eight bars of music where eight people dance together Brilliant. and there's, there's vigorous movements. It's impulses, there's, there's left-right movements, there's forward movements, there's back wow. movements, there's circles, there's swings. It's a vigorous movement to dance. Mm-hmm. But we have changed the movement to suit people with Parkinson's. Now, we haven't changed the sets, but a lot of the movements we do in the classes are because people need to learn, Joe. A lot of people didn't know how to dance. Yeah, but it is it is coordinated. It is synchronized. It is moving, obviously. Yeah, it is incredible, and it's moving and stopping and moving and then coordinating. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 teaching them, Joe, how to get the movement, the brain to engage on the movement in coordination and Mm. balance, and get that timing, listening to the music and timing the music with our movement. Wow, it's actually, um, and Joe, I have seen unbelievable difference in people. Like Gary there is one guy, yeah. and Gary don't mind me saying it. I, I, yeah. I totally remember the day Gary, Gary came into class. He was stooped over, and mm. he, was in, he was very down on himself. And he's a totally different guy today. 
Right. I'm a much a much nicer guy now, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds sound <laughs> a lovely a lovely chap. And, and, and that's 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 yeah. what's that's what's happening around the country, like with people in Sassels. And we are now it's moving. The, the movement mm-hmm. is going out. The Galway and Roscommon now are starting two classes um in, in, in March. So okay. it's it's happened that people are get the chance. Yeah. Get involved. And you know? Pat, Pat, again, a yeah. question that maybe could be outside your bailiwick or Gary, both. Um, in other countries, do they have dancing that's similar to our, you know, folk dancing that might be similar to our they try, set dancing? They tried tango, Joe. Okay. They tried tango, but it wasn't it wasn't getting the results they, they, they wanted. But having said that, Joe, mm-hmm. any dance is good for anybody. Yes, yes. Yes, it is. I yeah, would never, I, if somebody said to me, there is no set dancing in my area, I would say, go social dancing, go mm. waltzing. What's wrong with us? Here, here. And what, what, Absolutely. What, what, how, how do, how do I set up a, a set dancing class? Because you, you need a teacher, surely. Well, and the teacher, in relation to myself, and I, I mm. set up the groups. That's the one thing we need to see going forward, Joe, because I can't stay at this forever. I'm yeah. moving on, Joe. I might be about the same age as yourself. You might be a year older than me, so. mm-hmm. but <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know what about. But anyway, listen to me. I I think it's very important we find people to take this on, and I think it could come into the remit of physiotherapy. Very good point. Very good point. Yes, I think it could be under the remit of physio because a lot of it is, and I was asked to do workshops for um, Mm -hmm. the National Council of of Physiotherapy, and a lot of the movements I do, they do as a one to one movement with people with Parkinson's. So there's a lot of linking across in coordination and stuff like that in relation to the movements. You know what I mean? Anybody can do it. Gary, can do the set dancing. I mean, I have two lefties. Always have, but um, I can do a few steps now. I'm quite happy about that, and it's great to be able to do that and for people to see mm-hmm. that they can go from zero to to really moving again. And movement is just so important. Exercise is critically important for people living with Parkinson's, and this is a way of getting over a number of different homes, like getting to meet people, getting out, getting out of the fresh air, getting to another location, meeting a bunch of people who are all best the same way as you are, and and you're looking after each other when you when you're dancing. Okay, now. Now, Gary, just one final question. If you, you, you love to set dancing, you change, you, or it gives, it gives you an, an extra strength and a buzz, but does it have any after effects positive? Now, I, I, under, I understand living in the moment. That's really important. That's enough. That's enough. But does it have, does it give you, well, a, 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 I know it gives you a psychological boost. Yeah. Well, it helps me, it, it, you know, as soon as I started doing it and started moving again, my walk improved dramatically. So okay. I went from, you know, slouching around and my arm kind of hanging down to the ground kind of thing to standing up tall, my arms moving, yeah. uh, looking like a normal person as opposed to somebody looking, mentioning me and saying, what's wrong with that fella? You know, just kind of blending in with everybody else. And you get a real buzz from that, though, because you're no longer focusing on the things that are wrong. But you're you're starting to believe in the things that are going right, and okay. that's just something that has happened to me over the over the last eight and or Joe, ten years since I've met Pat. You know, and it's been fantastic. Pat, Pat I'll come back and to you. Jo- just let Finn on in for a sec. Finn on Cogan, where's your uh, set dance class for uh, uh, people with Parkinson's? When when and where? We meet on a Tuesday afternoon uh, just outside Cork City in Ma- in the Marion Hall in Ballinhasic. Okay. And have you and noticed? We, we, we go from from two one to quarter past three uh, every Tuesday, and I've noticed huge differences in people. Wow. And uh, their balance has improved. Their stamina has improved. They they're telling me the dances. Uh, some days they're asking me for I ask them what dance do they want to do, and they they're okay. telling me the ones they they want the the ones that they, uh, and they're they're nearly remembering it sometimes, like. Wow, and. And you get people, uh, will people be reluctant or shy about coming along, Finan? Uh, initially, yeah. and then they're, they're looking forward to it. Yeah, okay, okay. I have people who have never danced before uh, tell me that they can't dance, and we get them up dancing, and uh, they, they love it when they, when they get there. Yeah. 
Fantastic, Finn. On every Tuesday afternoon, Marion Allen, Balanasic, and Kenny. We put up all that information, Gary, Pat, and uh, Finn. On. Let's finish with uh, Anne. Anne, and back to pets and what happens when they move on. Anne Kennedy, please. Hiya. Yeah. Tac I mentioned taxidermy and Fred the dog in uh, the moving group is closed now. It's closed on January 10th, but it'll be open again in December. That's the only stuffed dog I know in Dublin. Anne Kennedy, you found a stuffed cat? A stuffed cat, Oliver Plunkett, she used to call it. It belongs to my aunt. Yes. And it's in the attic. Oh, she luck. stuffed him. Who, now who's um, in the attic? Who's in the attic? The cat. Oh, the cat. The cat. Oh, no, my aunt is in the nursing home. Ah. She's 91. Oh, and um, I was going through her stuff in the attic and she has a cat. And I also... Did you hang on? Did you, did you know that Oliver Plunkett was up in the attic? I had a suspicion... And what was your reaction when you first, when his head came round the corner? I nearly came out of the attic. I was not impressed with him. And what did you know? What was it? The eyes? The whiskers? The, the... eyes. He had these huge green eyes. Yeah. 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 Was, and was... she also stuffed a hedgehog. Oh, good luck. The hedgehog, <laughs> the hedgehog was dead, I hope. Yes, very dead. And did she, did she stuff them herself? No, she took them to taxidermist. Okay. Didn't know there was still such a thing in Ireland, but anyway, I'm sure there are. And she's yeah. a hedgehog. Where's the hedgehog? I gave it to my brother. Okay. And what did you say to him? I love you. <laughs> no, I said take this away. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to do with the cat, Oliver Plunkett, in the attic? I don't know. I have okay. absolutely no idea. And I is just it keep moving it? And is is the cat sitting, lying, pouncing? Curled reclining. up, curled oh. up. <gasps> okay. like a cushion. You know, if you could sit on it by mistake. And did, and did, is is the stuffed cat disintegrating? It's in a plastic bag, so I haven't taken it out. Okay. When do you think you will take it? <laughs> Probably never. I thought that. I thought that. Okay. Okay. God bless you, Anne, and Oliver Hi. Plunkett. But, uh, but above all, best wishes to Oliver Plunkett's owner um, in the nursing home and anyone in nursing homes thinking of them today. Uh, back uh, tomorrow at 1.45, Harry, Harry Buchless was on sound, John Riley's research and the producer. Sean O'Gorman, Ray Darcy's next. 0818-715-815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.